At UFC 261 on Saturday night, the world will witness the latest episode in a storied rivalry between welterweight champion Kamaru Usman and BMF Jorge Masvidal. With Usman already claiming a one-sided victory over Masvidal after he stepped up on short notice to face a Nigerian nightmare at UFC 251, another win for the champion could see their feud brought to an abrupt halt. However, with the benefit of a full camp, highlight reel reckoner Masvidal is expecting a very different encounter. We could talk about the fantastic style matchup, the dynamic mix of striking and wrestling Usman uses to stifle his opponents, or the stunning one-shot power that has helped Masvidal become one of the biggest fan favourites in the UFC, but the real story here is the disdain both fighters evidently have for each other. This is Petey Carroll for MMA on Point. Petey? You, what you... Petey didn't even have a head! And today we'll be taking a deep dive on the rivalry between Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. When did the feud begin? What prompted the friction between the two? On a surface level, it seems like both guys want what the other has. Usman craves the popularity, fame and eyeballs that Masvidal has been able to bring to contests, while Masvidal yearns to have what Usman has earned, a big gold belt that says you're the best fighter in the world. There has also been a change in the dynamic between the fan base and the fighters since their first meeting. Following his stoppage victory over Gilbert Burns, the arguments for Usman to be considered the welterweight goat have intensified. To add to that, Masvidal's political stance and his support of Jake Paul ahead of his meeting with Ben Askren have not been embraced unanimously by his supporters. Before we look at what sparked the hostilities between the two fighters, we should zoom in on where they were in their careers when their paths crossed for the first time. There is a stark contrast to how Usman and Masvidal ended up in a championship equation. However undeniably successful he was in the octagon, out of 9 fights in the UFC that helped him to his eventual title fight with Tyron Woodley, Usman stopped just 2 of his opponents, an arm triangle victory over Haider Hassan to be crowned the ultimate fighter and his stunning one hitter quitter over Jiu Jitsu ace Sergio Moraes. Unlike the rapturous applause that paved Masvidal's way to the title, Usman's climb was more tedious. In a comment that royal both fans and UFC president Dana White, his claim that he was fighting at a deficit against Emil Mech in 2018 did nothing to endear him to the community. I fought this fight sitting at about 30%. Everybody knows what I'm capable of. That was 30% right there and I still dominated a tough so-called Viking. Dominated him and that was at 30%. White, appearing on the FS1 post-fight show, didn't pull any punches when giving his take on Usman's self-assessment. Two more decision wins over high-profile opponents, Demian Maia and Rafael Dos Anjos, left Usman on an undeniable winning streak. Despite fans clamouring for a title fight between Woodley and Colby Covington, the UFC opted for Usman instead. In the co-main event at UFC 235, Usman shocked the world by utterly dominating Woodley, ending his three-year reign as champion. And if the performance wasn't enough to captivate the fan base, his emotional post-fight interview with Joe Rogan definitely helped. I might not be the best striker in the world. I might not be the best pure wrestler in the world. But when it comes to mixing this up, I'm the best welterweight on the planet right now. Two weeks later in London, there was a resurrection on the cards, but not for the man we would go on to hail as Street Jesus, but rather Darren Till, who was coming off a loss in a title fight to Tyron Woodley. The media perceived storied veteran Masvidal, who was returning to the octagon after 14 months on the sidelines and carrying a two-fight skid, as a perfect opponent for the hard-hitting scouser. Having covered the event on the ground for MMAfighting.com, it was clear that Masvidal had a new focus and direction in his career, planting seeds for a clash with Askren before he even accomplished the deed against Till. Ben could say and do whatever the fuck he wants he's a punk robbie didn't go to sleep so i get in the moment you get caught up my hands are up in the air i won you see the replay as a man and you see that he has a thumbs up i never seen somebody sleeping like that i would say let's do it again i'm gonna fuck you up without a doubt show it to the world 
but he's a weasel. He's a punk here already. Before they even brought that up, he said, no, not a chance, not doing it. Why? Why? Because you're not a fucking man. You're a punk, and the bitch in you will be brought out. Am I fighting him after this fight? No, because I'm fighting for the title, but I will break his face at some point. Interestingly, he didn't seem all too intrigued by the prospects of facing the newly crowned champion when I asked him about it in the English capital. Yeah, whoever's got the belt at the time, whenever I go to compete for it, that, that's what I'm looking for. Obviously, it's Usman right now. I don't know if Woodley will get a rematch. I, I don't know what's going on. After knocking out Darren Till and effectively ending his tenure as a UFC welterweight, a whirlwind of events created one of the UFC's biggest modern-day stars. There was the backstage and painfully overquoted three-piece in a soda to Leon Edwards. Then came the quickest KO in UFC history over Ben Askren, one of the most viewed clips in the history of the organization. After that, he was crowned the UFC's BMF champ by The Rock, strange, I know, in Madison Square Garden after Nate Diaz was pulled from the contest by the Octagon side doctors in the third round. Usman was far from his mind in the aftermath. Among the many questions about a potential rematch with Diaz, Gamebred attempted to position himself for a boxing bout against Canelo Alvarez. When asked if he would even watch the welterweight title fight between Usman and Covington, his feelings on the championship pairing were crystal clear. If I have trouble sleeping, I hang out, smoke weed and fucking pass out and eat a lot of food and stuff. I don't need to see that fight, so I won't be watching that shit. And that's just math speaking. I mean, who the fuck have they knocked out? I got more stoppages this year than them their whole fucking career combined. Ironically enough, Usman did finish Covington, reportedly breaking the jaw of the organization's biggest mouthpiece in the process. Masvidal had earned the status of one of the biggest names in the division on the back of the 2019 pay-per-view of the year with Nate Diaz. At the post-fight press conference, in the aftermath of his win over Covington, Usman seemed confused as to who the media were asking about when it came to the viral sensation. I know you're going to take some time and enjoy this moment for sure, this is a big result for you, but we always are looking to what's next. There's a guy in your division that's become a huge star this year in Masvidal. Um, do you think that's the name that, that makes sense for you most right now? What, or what do you see next for yourself? Who? At a press conference in January, Masvidal parodied the welterweight champion snob. Well, listen, I'm sure you know that uh, after you today, we'll be speaking with Kamaru Usman. Uh, Who? Usman claimed he wanted to face someone more deserving than Masvidal in the aftermath of his first title defense. Masvidal, on the other hand, was courting a date with the returning Conor McGregor, who would go on to dismantle Donald Cerrone in 40 seconds in a welterweight contest. What really put the cat amongst the pigeons was when the champ and the BMF crossed each other's paths at the Super Bowl media day. But Usman is going to get baptized, man, you know? I don't really like this individual, so why not get paid and F up somebody I don't like? Dana's a smart man, you know, and Dana understands that, uh, you know, the, the, the best possible guy with the most hype is the guy that he wants to give that shot to. And right now, it's that, you know, the guy that was just running his mouth. Uh, you know, if, if he's got that hype and Dana feels like that's the next possible guy to give the shot to, then absolutely, you know, I, I'm, I have no objections. Two months after the media day madness, COVID derailed the sports world, costing the UFC five events between March and May. They resumed in May without fans in attendance at the UFC Apex. In the hopes of keeping their international roster active, the promotion announced the Fight Island series from Abu Dhabi, beginning with UFC 251. Usman v Masvidal was targeted for the event, but according to a tweet from Ariel Hawani, the organization couldn't come to terms with Gamebred. Usman's former training partner Gilbert Burns was drafted in for the July 12th show instead, but when he was forced out a week from the contest after testing positive for COVID, Masvidal forged another cornerstone of his iconography by stepping up to the plate. He travelled from Miami to Vegas and after undergoing several COVID tests, he flew to Abu Dhabi, going viral en route as pictures emerged of him stopping off in Rome for a pizza. The interest for the contest was already huge, but Masvidal made it a must-see event. 
Fans and media saw it as a win-win situation for Gamebred. Even if he lost, he had still stepped up on a week's notice, with little time for specific training for Usman. After a spirited first round from the short-notice challenger, Usman took control of the contest, wearing Masvidal down in the clinch and in the wrestling department. When all was said and done, the judges scored the contest 50-45, 50-45 and 49-46, unanimously in the favour of the champion. Boasting pay-per-view boys of 1.3 million, the event was a huge success. However, the contest itself was criticised, with fans claiming it wasn't as eventful as they had hoped, despite Masvidal not having any real time to prepare for it. Yeah, well, maybe they need to get in there and fight George Masvidal for 25 minutes and then say something. Since that fateful night in Abu Dhabi, Usman has established himself as one of the best champions in the organisation. His stunning performance against Gilbert Burns at UFC 258 seems to have earned him the respect of the masses, with even Habib Nurmagomedov claiming he is the best pound-for-pound fighter on the roster in his absence. In short... His stock has certainly gone up from the much-publicised 30% comment. Masvidal is still one of the brightest stars on the UFC's roster. Yet, his vocal support of former President Donald Trump has not sat well with some fans. To add to that, he was largely criticised for aligning himself with YouTube celebrity Jake Paul ahead of his boxing bout with former opponent Ben Askren. On the announcement of Usman v Masvidal 2, there was a sentiment that the only reason the ATT frontrunner was getting a second shot at Usman was due to his pulling power. There were also some doubts as to whether Masvidal could improve on his 25-minute performance against the Nigerian Nightmare. In a recent interview with ESPN's Helwani, Masvidal gave his thoughts on the criticism of the second booking. I see it, I, I, I hear about it, this and that. It's uh, it's the same naysayers that were saying, oh, but he, he didn't deserve the fight in the first time, or this, uh, like I beat number, at the time, Till was three, uh, Ben was whatever the f- number five, Nate had just beaten uh, Pettis, and he was like in the top five as well. And people were, and I finished all those guys in one calendar year, and they're all talking about, oh, you know, I'd like to see Masvidal more fights and this and that. There's always going to be haters, you know. If I take a picture with so and so, there's going to be a thousand people loving it, and there's going to be a thousand people hating it. Everything I do, especially at this magnitude, the whole world's watching. Somebody's gonna not like it. Usman underlined his main reasons for wanting the rematch in an interview with ESPN's Brett Okamoto. You know, I want to write that wrong, but also. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah. When you want to beat, you really want to beat this guy up, and this guy probably brings you a, a lot more eyeballs. Will we see the end of this championship duo's feud on Saturday night in Jacksonville, Florida? Another high-profile win over a superstar like Masvidal will solidify Usman's status as one of the best fighters in the world. He'll also have heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou in his corner, which can't hurt his stock. Can Masvidal put on a better performance than in the first meeting? Logically, it seems he can definitely improve on it given that he had no time to train for a specific fight with Usman. Should he claim victory, it will be an even bigger coronation moment than his BMF title win at Madison Square Garden even if The Rock isn't on site to put the belt around his waist. It feels the only way we can pour more fuel on the fire between Masvidal and Usman is for Gamebred to claim victory, but it's always hard to know in the wild world of MMA. I hope you enjoyed the retelling of the history of this storied feud. There's nothing left to do but enjoy the fight. Another massive thank you to Ben Rosette for the intro music. You can check out some of his tunes by clicking the link in the description. Catch the latest updates on his Instagram and Twitter page, at Ben Rosette. A big thank you to our brand new editor, Luke Taylor, for the job he's done on this video. If you're looking to keep up with him, you can catch him on Twitter at at cool to me underscore. That's at cool to me underscore on Twitter. Check his stuff out. As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. 
You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Bannacht. <laughs>